I thought I was lost, but then I realized I was on an adventure finding myself. we get into the episode today, I just want to thank all of my listeners out there. Thank you so much for all of the encouragement and all of the support that you have given this podcast and given me. This podcast is doing amazing because of you, so thank you. Today's episode is with singer, songwriter, author, actor, activist, Amber Nadine. I am so honored to have her on my podcast. I'm not the only one who knows how amazing she is. She is nominated for a Josie Music Award. The award ceremony is on September 18th, 2021, and is the biggest award ceremony for independent music artists. Listen in on this podcast to learn about Amber Nadine, how she is coming to find herself and stand on her own two feet, and dealing with the opinions of others. Welcome back to the Finding Myself podcast. I am Meredith Siget, your host at this podcast. So we are sitting down with such a wonderful guest today. I can't wait to ask her some questions that I've been dying to ask. You guys have heard of her or heard about her in a different way, and today is where you get to know her too. So I'd love to introduce you to Amber Nadine. Hey, Amber, how are you doing? Hey, Meredith. I'm great. Thanks for having me. Oh, my... like. You don't understand. This is my pleasure. This is my, like, fangirl moment here. Um, the You know, for, for my audience out there, you've heard of Amber because I've mentioned her in a few different episodes, but never by name. Amber is the person in the story that I was in the grocery store, met this person who I knew from Instagram, but acted like I knew her in real life. And I think, Amber, I think you're being really polite when you say I didn't freak you out. No, um, I'm not being polite at all. I'm being honest. Um, I was, I wasn't freaked out. I was just kind of like, okay, I'm not sure why you're staring at me. Um, (laughs) I don't think I have anything on my shirt or my face. But, I mean, hi. Like, it's nice to see you. (laughs) And then you told me that you follow me on Instagram and everything made sense. I was like, oh, okay, hi, how are you? (laughs) It, It was just this moment that I was at the grocery store with my family on a weekend. We're in the, near the produce area. And I see you come in the door And it was just this, like, walking over to, you know, like, my best friend, like, hey, how you doing? And you share pictures of your mom, so I know who she is, too. So it just felt very comfortable and right to be like, hi. And then after I did it, I realized you have no clue who I am. (laughs) No, but I mean, that's absolutely awesome. That's exactly what I would want somebody to do if they see me and they know me. Like, please say hi. Like, don't don't ignore me. Like, I want to be friends with you if I'm like, especially I was following you and I didn't even know it. Like, 
<laughs> so I, I want to get to know people better that are in my world. So definitely, I loved it. It, it, just, it just was one of those moments where it was like the social media aspect of all things kind of came together and kind of took a different meaning. And, and I understood what it meant when we put our lives out there for people to follow. They get to know you. They feel like they really know you. But there is that line like in that moment, if I had all my wits to me, I would have just walked up and to say, hi, Amber, I'm Meredith. I follow you on Instagram. You're doing amazing things. But no, I was all excited. <laughs> and that's okay. <laughs> like, it was cool, too, for me, because to be honest, it gave me that whole feeling of like, oh, my gosh, I'm, I'm famous-ish. Like, I don't get that often, so that was very cool. Well, I gotta say, though, that I think this is your early story, because based on what I see on your Instagram and your Facebook, you are going places. I mean, I can't believe that I'm the only person who's fangirling. You have done so much at such a young age. I mean, I found out that you're an author, which I was like, to, to add to the list that I already knew, you're a songwriter, a musician, a performer, an actor. Like, what? <laughs> I've, I've seen some of the, the pictures that you've put out about the movie that you're in. You just recently put some video out on your stage fighting. <laughs> yes. Um, that was actually a very fun little um, side thing that I, I, I didn't even like plan it to be anything huge. It's just my friend was doing stage combat and he's like, hey, do you want to come with me and be my partner? I was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That so, I mean, you... You make me sound so glamorous, and I'll be honest, like, I, I feel like, um, I feel like a lot of people see a, a way more accomplishment than I do. I feel like I'm over here, and I'm just, like, I'm just doing this, and I'm doing this. I'm like, oh, yeah, I did this yesterday, you know? it's It, it feels normal to me. It, it doesn't feel like it's, like, the, this next big accomplishment. It feels like, okay, well, I just did this. What can I do to do this? You know? So, um, yeah. Well, see, that's what I love, though. You're just being you, and you are being amazing. You know, you're not aspiring to be amazing, but you just doing you is accomplishing that. Thank you so much. Yeah. So, hey... I, I'm I'm a big cheerleader of people because uh, I know how hard it is to kind of be out there and say, yes, I do pretty cool things. Everyone thinks that's bragging or, you know, not in good taste. But, hey, I'm going to acknowledge what's really going on here for you then. I, I can toot your horn because it is it is pretty amazing. You're very accomplished. Thank you. I have fun while doing these things, and I think that that's the biggest 
important thing to me because if I'm doing something and I'm not having fun doing it, it's not worth it to me. Like, it's not worth it for me to invest my time in it. Now, I get that there are, like, some things that have to be done in life that aren't, like, enjoyable. But if you can find the joy in doing it and realize, you know, this is going to help me do this, then that's the important thing. I like calling that finding the joy in the journey. We all have these journeys, but if we can find that fun, um, it's not just the destination that we're after. It's that joy while we're going there. Yep. So that that's pretty that's pretty neat. Uh, you're also, I mean, you're a big advocate. I know that you have, you know, had your own unique experiences already, and you're an advocate for Lyme's disease, and that is pretty cool. So you're using your I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you're a performer. So you've got a sense of comfort in putting words out there. My, so when you're in the music business, they straight up, like the teachings that I have gone through, through the management teachings and courses that I have, um, is, you know, you have to find what your purpose is. Like what makes you stand out from everybody else. Because there are hundreds of thousands of people trying to be a musician in the world. You know, what makes you different? And the goal that I have narrowed it down to, to sum it up into one sentence, is I want to spread joy to people through my music. And not only do that, but through that, bring them closer to God without them even knowing it. You know, like, I feel like God is joy and light and love. And that's all I care about is if I can bring, like, one more person to that joy and light and love through music, I'm content, you know. So that is how I sort of, like, I I use that sentence as my motivation for everything that I do. And whenever I post things, before I post them out into the world, you know, it's like, okay, is this positive? Is this going to help somebody? Um, And if if it doesn't, then I rethink why I want to post it and try and figure out how I can change it. Wow. I I like that because you, while you have a purpose... You make sure everything you're doing follows that. And there's a bit of, I don't know what a better word, but um, ethics, integrity behind what you're doing. And we know social media with ethics, integrity don't always go together. Oh my gosh, no. (laughs) (laughs) So I, I can appreciate that. And also being... Are you still in the millennial category, or are you too young for millennial? I'm 24. I don't know where millennial ends. I, I don't know either. I, I, I've always considered myself a millennial. Okay, we're going to go with millennial then. No. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. the, the, you know, the millennials and social media are just out there, and, you know, I don't, you know, there's question of, you know, the trustworthiness and um, how they're using social media, but you obviously are using it um, and your voice for a, a good reason and a good platform. And and for my audience, you guys know why I like her already. 
You figured it out because she has used the word joy so many times. And as my audience knows, I resonate with this word joy. That is just something that's very important to me. So they, they already understand why we connect. Yeah. I mean, we are, we are meant to feel that joy and to share that joy with others. That's, that's what we're here for. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah. All right, so we kind of got into this episode, talked a little bit, but Amber, will you share with the audience like who you are, what you do, you know, just a little snippet since we've already kind of talked a little bit. So um, to be a little humorous, I am the kind of person that is a fun-loving, caring person who is obsessed with the color purple and really enjoys peanut butter. Um, (laughs) so that's an insight as to who I am, but, um, what I actually do to like make it a little bit more broad, uh, is I am a singer songwriter from Hummelstown, Pennsylvania. Um, I have been performing locally for the past six years. I want to say I graduated high school in 2015 and um, right before then, my first relationship ended. And I had never had heartbreak before, so I, I, it was a completely new experience for me. I wasn't sure how to deal with it. And um, I had been trying to learn guitar on and off since I was about 12. And after this person left me, I picked up my guitar and I probably wrote about 60 to 100 songs over wow. the they weren't good. Um, they were starter songs. They were like, okay, this is this is me learning how to use this instrument here. Yeah. <laughs> and um, then I released my first single in September of 2015 after I graduated. And it was called I Remember. I don't know if it's still out there anymore. I'm pretty sure I took it down because I was embarrassed with how terrible it sounded. Oh. <laughs> but, um, I mean, I, I couldn't stop from there. I, I, that was when I realized this is my therapy. This is what helps get me through the tough times. So um, I started, I heard about... Olivia Farabo, who is a huge influence for me locally because she has done so much in the area. And um, when I heard that she was actually like doing this like for a living, I was like, you mean I can do this? Like <laughs> I can actually do this? <laughs> so I got so excited. I started like having my mom drive me all over the place. We would like go to like we would spend days going to different restaurants and bars just asking, hey, can I play live music for you? And I started getting a couple gigs here or there. And by 2019, um, I was doing it full time. I had 96 shows in 2019 alone. Wow. And um, then COVID hit. Ugh. <laughs> And that took everything away. (laughs) Yeah. So I've been able to, like, maintain sort of an online presence. And thankfully, things are opening back up. 
shows are becoming a thing again. I have eight shows this month, which is very exciting. Um, but, you know, I, I'm, it's just something that I've learned that I, I cannot stop if I want to. It, it keeps me going. It, it makes me feel good to be able to get out there and play for people and just, you know, bring more light and joy into their life. I was playing at a creamery last night. No, it wasn't last night. It was two nights ago. And um, I had, there were so many people there, and I, I straight up said to them, I was like, you know what, guys? You are, you are awesome. I'm just here to bring joy to your ice cream eating. So keep eating your ice cream and keep enjoying. I'm going to play this next song, you know? Yeah. So, it's just fun. And the fact that I get to do it and like do it as a job is so like surreal. Like how, how it's, it doesn't seem like it should be real, but it is. And it's cool. So Yeah. And you have something really amazing coming up with one of your songs. So tell everyone about it. So my song, Rooftop, it released back in March. And um, I submitted it to something called the Josie Music Awards. And they are the biggest independent music awards in the United States. So like it's for independent artists only. And, um, like, I have the little card right here. It's only 2.6% of submissions got nominated. And um, I was in one of that 2.6% because Rooftop got nominated for Song of the Year. I got to stop you. Okay. (laughs) To hear Song of the Year. Yeah. I I mean, as I was preparing for this episode and I was writing song of the year like tingles yeah and it's it's not like the song of the year it's in the genre of pop contemporary but it's still like oh my goodness this this happened (laughs) so yeah but um it's very special to me too because my grandmother she lived with us for the entire year of 2020 and she had um kidney failure and um dementia and she wasn't in her right mind during the last year that she was with us and last summer I went outside and I played my live uh, outside because I tried to go live once a week during the pandemic and um she was sitting inside the kitchen and she said to my mom that she wanted to be able to hear me. So when I came inside, my mom told me this and I played her rooftop. This was before I had recorded rooftop. And my grandma had dementia to the point where she wasn't remembering things like five minutes later. Okay. I swear she sung that song for about 20 minutes afterwards back to me. And the line at the end of the song, don't leave me on the rooftop, wasn't originally in the song. She was singing it and she was like singing, meet me on the rooftop. And then she sang, don't leave me on the rooftop. And I looked at her and I said, that's going in the song. So 
she is included as a songwriter on this. Um, and she passed away at the beginning of the year. She passed away January 21st. So, um, I, I feel like she definitely had a part in this being nominated. And, um, what I have done is, you know, I don't, I know I don't make a lot on streaming with my songs, but any, anytime somebody like listens to my song, I make a small, like fraction of a cent on Spotify or on Apple music. I'll make a, a penny. Um, if you listen to it there and, um, all of the money that I make off of streaming of this song, I have decided that once it accumul accumulates to something, I'm going to donate it in her name to Bethesda Mission. Oh, amazing. So, yeah. Oh, that's like a uh, hair tingly, goose bumpy kind of song or story and song, actually. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. It's, it's quite the story. <laughs> So, so, so amazing. Um, you're just, again, that's just another reason on how, or example of how amazing you are. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so, I don't feel like it's me. I feel like, honestly, and I, I can't say this enough, it, it's God. Like, he's, he's the one who gives me the ability to do these things. And he's the one who opens these doors for me. So I can't take any of them. All right. All right, we'll go with that. So as we were getting ready for this episode and, and kind of talking about things, I asked you the question about how does finding myself resonate with you? What does it mean to you? And you, I loved you, you did a voice message for me and you just like talked through it. So I knew right there, you're a talker, you're vocal, you know, you, that's how you kind of get your thoughts together, which I'm a verbal processor myself, so I get it. It was amazing to just listen to you. Which is actually very funny because in my family, I'm the listener. I'm the one who will like sit back and just listen. <laughs> my, my parents are usually the talkers, so. But um, yeah, so finding myself it can, it's so hard to like narrow it down to like one specific thing. I can tell you that I've learned so much about myself in this year alone because so much happened in 2020 and even the beginning of 2021 for me and my family that it was just like, you know, eye opening to a lot of different things. And one of the things that I mentioned to you was, you know, it was the simplest thing, but it was so strange. I'm, I was sitting down one night and I was eating jello because me and my mom, we have this like connection where we just, we'll sit down, we'll watch Gilmore Girls and we'll eat peanut butter and jello. That's been like a lifelong thing for us. And, um, one, uh, one night I was eating the jello and I look at it, I'm like, why am I eating this? <laughs> like, I don't even like jello. Like, it was just so clear to me. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was so weird. And, um, I mean, I, I noticed too, like, I don't like, um, orange flavored things. Oh, so like you learn a lot about yourself. Like, it's not like I'm, I dislike it to the point of, oh, I'll never eat this. You know, if it was like something like, 
you know, I'm very blessed. I, I have the ability to have multiple meals a day. I have the ability to have a variety. Not a lot of people have that. Some people don't even get a meal a day. So if it came down to I have to eat Jello every day for the rest of my life to survive, <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to complain. <laughs> right. <laughs> I do have a choice, and I'm, like, thankful that I have that choice because it's not my my favorite food. So... No, I mean, finding myself is just resonating with me what I like, what I don't like, and realizing that, you know, I can, I can be my own person. I can, I can have a say in how I feel and, you know, what I choose to do. And it's strange, you know? It's not like it's something that I've never done before. It's just never something I've realized. <laughs> I... You know, I think, you know, there are many times in our life where we just, to steal the, the term, go with the flow. Yeah. We don't put the energy into reflecting or identifying, quantifying, thinking about, however you want to say it, what's going on. We just continue a pattern that we've always had that may or may not have been established by us. But we just continue it. And that's not that's neither good nor bad. I, there's no judgment on the, the good or bad. It's just something that happens. Yeah. And I'm a very easygoing person, too. Like, you can ask anybody in my life, and they'll, like, if I'm sitting down with my friends and we're getting ready to watch a movie, they ask me, what do you want to watch? And I'm like, I don't care. And they always get mad at me because, <laughs> like, they're like, do you want to watch this? I'm like, if you want to. And it's like, no, make a decision. <laughs> I just enjoy spending time with the people that I care about, you know? And, so. and if I can point out with that, yeah. you know, the the easygoing, yes, maybe on the surface what it looks like, but what it might really be is you put the energy into things or that are priority to you. Mm-hmm. So what you watch isn't the priority spending time with the people you watch it with, you made that happen. You put the time and energy into that. Exactly. Um, so when when we start to, to look at where we're putting those energies, it makes sense a little bit differently. What's what's our priority? Where are we putting those energies? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I focus too on like my, what people I want to focus my energy on too because, you know, there are some people that, you should focus your energy on because you you want to and you care about them and there's other people that are you know maybe draining you or that you you know you care about them but at the same time it's like you need to focus more on okay what is healthy for me too so yeah yeah and I you know I just kind of want to bring up like one of the things that you and I had talked about initially, I asked you your age, and you told the audience already that you're you're 24. Some of what you said in your response to me, I was like, I am 20 years older than you, and those same things matter to me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, having having your opinion on something and being okay with that opinion, you know, standing up and like, this is what I want, this is what I don't want, that's something that I'm working on still. And I, I just thought it was so poignant that 
we don't arrive at finding ourselves. There isn't. It's, it's a continuous process. Yeah, and it, it's interesting though. I probably did some of those exploring when I was your age. Um, but it, that was, you know, I found my answers for that time in my life and now I'm looking for some different answers. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe I established some routines, uh, when I was 24, but they don't work for me anymore at 44. Yeah. The, the other thing is too, is different things work for different people. And you learn that along the way too, in the sense of like, you know, it can be something as simple as how you wash dishes. Um, one person may wash dishes by filling the sink up and putting the soap in and letting them soak for a little bit, while another person may take each individual dish, scrub it down, and then rinse it off. It, and I find, bear with me on this, I'm okay. a little bit of a remote trail. I find that with people that say, this is how I do dishes, that's their way of doing it, and then they try and like say, no, you can't do it the other way because it's not the right way. There is no right or wrong way to do different things. What matters is if how is the just if you get to from point A to point B. Like if you can get from point A to point B and you get the same result, that's what is important. <clears throat> and um, I feel like there are a lot of people, unfortunately, in the world that feel like their opinion is the only opinion. And if you aren't, if you don't sync up with their opinion, then it, it offends them, it upsets them. And, you know, I just made a post about this today. It, there, it saddens me, especially on social media, when people voice their opinions on big world views and then they say and if you don't agree with me unfriend me now yes it's like okay is your opinion worth more than our our friendship yes um because that's that to me really it almost makes me want to (laughs) cry like thinking about that like we're we're here to help each other and you know if my opinion is different than yours it doesn't mean we can't be friends. We can learn from it and we can grow from it together. So, I mean, sorry. Wow, I didn't think that would make me a little choked up. <laughs> no, yeah. and, and for me, I have been in that situation. Yeah. So I completely agree with you. And the the person that I had the conversation with was a family member. And I was saddened that a family member would cut me off because we didn't have the same political ideologies. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's heartbreaking. We we allow such in my opinion they're frivolous things. We we allow such frivolous things to divide us. And um, it was never meant to be that way. Yeah. We're always meant to just come together and you know be able to be considerate of each other's opinions and have conversations about it. So. Yeah. So I'm, I'm kind of curious. A lot of times I hear, because I am not a songwriter, I'm actually tone deaf. 
Uh, so you're never going to find me doing that. Uh, what do you use as inspiration for your songs? I mean, rooftop. Is it uh, autobiographical? Like, was is that you in rooftop? So, um, yes and no. Okay. There, it, it it was based off of a real life situation that I experienced because I've had many real life situations where um, I've liked a guy, he's liked another girl, and he has chosen her, and we've gone through the life, and then. They come back, that person then comes back into my life after the girl leaves. And, you know, it's, it's, I've had a few situations like that. And, and, um, I do truly enjoy sitting on my roof and watching the sunset. Um, I try to do it as often as I can. I haven't been doing it a lot recently and I, I need to get back into it. But it's kind of where my peace lies and where I can collect my thoughts. And um, one day I was sitting on my roof and I was thinking to myself, what would my happily ever after look like? Because I was like really sad. I, was, I, I didn't have anybody romantically in my life and I was like, I want a boyfriend. I want somebody <laughs> in my life. And you know, that whole moment of you just like sitting there crying on the roof like, what is it going to happen for me? Everybody else has a boyfriend. When am I going to get one? You know, that age old thing. But um, I was sitting there and I was watching the sunset and I was like, what would my happily ever after look like? And the words popped into my head. Um, we would sit on the roof, watch the sunset, listen to some music that we can't stop singing along to. And I was like, oh, there's a song here. So. I love it. I, I ran inside and I grabbed my guitar and I, I wrote my happily ever after because that's, I, I wanted a happily ever after. I, I, the imagery in the song is amazing. I mean, I there's a line that shouldn't have stuck out to me, but it did. It's um, that another flower caught his eye. And I... I just thought that was such a feeling way. I know that doesn't sound right, but, like, I totally felt that. Yeah. And um, I I personally, there's another song, too, that I've written, and it it is available. Like, you can listen to it. It's just, it was from years ago, so it was just my guitar and my vocals. But I refer to... Um, a a girl as a flower in there too because we are all flowers like we are all beautiful in our own way and we all have our uniquenesses and we're all different and um, so in my mind like I, I kind of see different people as different types of flowers like the flower that caught this particular person's eye in my opinion was a sunflower um like for me i consider myself more of like either a lilac or a a pink rose or something along those lines you know so i see girls as different flowers because we are all beautiful and we are all worthy of 
love and acceptance and happiness. And um, there's another song that I've written that I have not released um, called Lilac. And that one's actually referring to myself and how. So, I mean, that's just how I see things. I, I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I, no, I love it because flowers evoke so much from us for a variety of reasons. It has that natural element to it. There is that beauty. There could be a, a softness or a, a strength, that growing and changing of a flower and the variety of colors. I, I mean, I, I totally get the imagery. So I think that is so awesome. And I love how you see people and how, how that helps with the writing. It gives me a little insider's view of writing. Yeah. I, I don't know how, how did we, like, was that, did I answer your question even, like, on how I write songs? Because I don't think I did. <laughs> well... I, there, you obviously are, are showing your perspective on people and how you see people. And we know that people are so important to you and the relationship to yeah. people. Um, you're, you're obviously a very bright woman. Oh, thank you. <laughs> that uh, there's a quality of... Okay. I'm I'm trying to be eloquent and I'm I'm not sure I'm going to fit that but you talked earlier about being quiet. But really quiet people are observers. Yeah. And <laughs> you you connect dots in your head. Just like you talked about uh, writing rooftop, I want to write my story. I want to write my happy ever after. You connected dots in your head. Um, and I, I, to me, that's a view on how you write, write your, your music. Am I right? Am I on base or? Yeah, I think so. I mean, definitely. It usually starts with an idea and usually how I'm, I'm feeling that day, you know, if I'm feeling sad or if I'm feeling happy or whatever I want to focus on like my topic wise. And then I kind of like, just let it flow from there. So. Okay. Then, cause, cause you said that day, I'm just curious. This is just a question of curiosity. Yeah. Do you write every day or do you go in spurts? So there, people will tell you in order to be a successful songwriter that you have to write every single day. I disagree with that because if you write every single day, you're going to be like, well, what am I going to write about today? What do I write about? You're going to burn yourself out and it's going to exhaust you and it's not going to be fun anymore. Um, and if you try and force it, it's not going to be good. I write when I have something to write about, when I have something really really like like I said earlier it's like a therapy for me so if it's something that really really pressing that oh my gosh this is weighing me down so much I need to get this out I'll write a song without the intent of ever putting it out and you know if it's 
if it becomes something somewhere down the road that I think can be put out, then fine. But even if it's something like terrible and not good that would ever be put out into the world, getting it out of me is helpful. So, um, like, you know, you can, I, 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 there is probably nowhere that you can find this, but the very first EP that I ever put out. Oh, yeah. When it, yeah, it was it was really bad. Um, the very first EP that I ever put out in 2016, it was called Frozen Tears, and it was literally like the the feeling of what I just said. It, it is it is all sad songs because it was me from writing about that breakup that I told you about. And I didn't have anything happy. I didn't have any good, bright, fun things. So, um, I mean, when you have those sad songs, I've, instead of just like putting it out there, I start asking myself now, okay, is this gonna be helpful to someone? Um, Or is it just gonna bring them down more? Okay. Which I have to highlight something that you said, because it's it's something that I've talked about slightly different in um, past podcasts. So in any industry, there are the, the gurus, the people, the influencers that tell you this is how it has to be done. If you want to be successful, you need to do it this way. And I've been there. I followed all their, you know, prescriptions on how to be successful. And much like you brought up, I got burnt out. All it did was lead me to burn out, to have negative feelings. Um, There really isn't a prescription for success. Because as you already have mentioned, we're all different. And we come to that success through our own gifts. Yeah, and and different things work for different people. It goes back to what I was saying about the dishes. There is no right or wrong way to get from point A to point B. As long as you get from point A to point B and still have the same result, if it worked for you, that's what's important. Yeah. Amber, I have loved talking with you. They're finding out more and more that we have in common um, but it's it's so interesting because we we have a lot of kind of feelings or topics in common in different arenas or areas. Um, we don't have age in common, but that doesn't matter. I've recently talked about does age matter, and and having you on the podcast is just another example of how age does not matter. It's merely a number. It, it truly is, and you know our our souls are different ages. You know we we have it, it's it's. I don't want to say there are different beliefs. I don't want to get into too much detail on that. There are different beliefs on like how our souls have aged through time, and how sometimes when we're born, our soul is already a certain age. But I. I think it honestly just comes down to how open-minded you're willing to be. Yes. 
things and how much you're willing to learn and humble yourself without actually like taking offense to different things and just being open-minded and listening and seeing why different views matter to different people. Yeah. Love it. Like mic drop. Boom. That was perfect. So, so Amber, can you tell my listeners where they can hear you, see you, read you, whatever you'd like to tell them? Because there's so many places. Yeah. So um, you can find pretty much everything at ambernadine.com. Um, I post about my shows there. Please come see a show. Come say hi and give me a hug. I love hugs and I love meeting new people. Um, but you can check out my shows there. Um, there's links to my different social media, but if you just want to go straight to my social media, I have a Facebook page and an Instagram page. If you type in Amber and Aideen one like the the number one on both of them, then um, you will find me there. Feel free to shoot me a message and say hi. Let me know how you found me. Um, And if you want to listen to my music, which I would adore you if you did, um, listen um, if you have Apple Music or Spotify or Pandora. um, Pretty much anywhere music is distributed digitally, just type in Amber Nadine and you'll find like all of my music. So Amazing. And I will put all that information in the show notes so no one has to worry about how to spell anything. Amber, it has been amazing. Oh, before I let people go, I just want to remind you, if you're not local to central Pennsylvania, I watch Amber at times on Facebook uh, that she will uh, have herself live so we get to see her wonderful work. Uh, this, this, I caught you on Friday and, was it Friday and Saturday or Saturday and Sunday? Yeah, so what I do, it was Friday and Saturday. So what I do with each of my shows is um, just for the people, because I have so many people that also aren't local. Um, I'll do like, when I have a show, I'll do like four or five songs live from the venue that I'm performing at just to give you like a little snippet of what the show is like and I don't want to broadcast the whole show because if I broadcast the whole show then there's no point in people that are local coming out to see it because they can just watch it at home yeah yeah that is great and you uh have the Josie Awards coming up so I want to wish you so much luck for the song of the year in your category. I can't wait to hear how it goes. I'd love to share it with my audience too. So give me an update so I can share it with my audience, okay? Yeah, I definitely will. Thank you so much, Meredith. All right. Well, thank you very much, Amber, for being on here. I want to say her full name so you guys know. Amber Nadine, you can find her everywhere and you should find her. So go check her out. Thank you for listening to Finding Myself. If you like what you heard, please leave a review. If you have a question or a suggestion, feel free to email me at findingmyselfpodcast at gmail.com. I also invite you to be part of our Finding Myself community on Facebook. There you will have access to more resources, more suggestions, more information, and the opportunity to be part of discussions. Please meet us back here next time.
True. So there's there's got to be something to that. I mean, we all just are that normal person at some point. I mean, we hear stories about the the celebrities going to Target. Yeah. So that happens. Yeah. I mean, if I were a celebrity, I'd still go to, like, Walmart in my pajama pants. See, there you go. I mean, you're my celebrity, but I saw you at the grocery store and the movies. Yeah, and I don't remember what I was wearing at the grocery store, but it was probably some sort of sweatpants or something, unless Mom and I had been somewhere before then. (laughs) So, So, yeah, celebrity sightings everywhere. Yeah. Things that aren't aren't pleasant, but, you know, it's the way God made us, so. I, as a kid, what was meaningful to me, like, with the stars was everyone puts their pants on one leg at a time. And I tried to imagine those big names putting their pants on. Mm-hmm. We all do it. Mm-hmm. So. 